to the ether today is saturday december 10th 2022 today on the ether part one of a two-part ama lunk and w luna answers with ox ears and friends let's take a listen how's it going guys good how are you pretty good i made a space for my friends so we can talk about things together in a friendly way did uh did coach get booted by c5 Steffi? I think it might have been. Did. Was it? I thought the. I thought Tendermint Timmy was also a co host. Or was I wrong about that? Oh. I'm not sure. Can you have a look? Because I can't. I went and joined and I saw only Steffi was, uh, was a host, was the only host. Let's, uh, let's investigate that. Yeah, let's look. What were you doing? Were you acting out, coach? I was innocent. <laughs> I doubt that. I was Seffy. I'm I'm shocked and it was Seffy. Yep. Seffy booted you, man. Yep. Betrayal at its height, at its core. Wow. He now he's a tender Tim, wow. tender net Timmy Timmy stand, huh? <sighs> well, that's that's sure. It's it's a shame that he would throw away a good six months worth of friendship. Was that all that? Yeah. Well what did you do? Um, coach made some noises. So Sefi drew a line. He oh, <laughs> oh well, I'm running back. Well, wow, oh, is how it? the tables? Yeah, are right. wrong button, <laughs> Bruce. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? <laughs> it kicked you out of the whole space. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. I think what happened is you you kicked me, and you thought you had the power, but as soon as I left, the space fell apart. No, I close the space so we can come here with less totalitarianism. Right. And why would you do that unless it sucked over there? It sucked over there. But we're, we're better. I'm holding we're the better. power now. I can make you co-host, Sefi, if you apologize to Coach for kicking him. I think he should have a, I apologize, a co-host ban for about an hour. Ban, ban oh, right. him from co-hosting for a good hour. Yes. You you can you can become co-host. That's fine, but not for an hour. I hold the power now. Ox ears holds the power now. I am the space host. Look at me now. Can we have a more ENFP oriented space? What the hell is an ENFP oriented space? I'm an ENTP. Does that count? No, that's the same as Sefi. What what am I again? I'm like ENTJA no, or some shit. You're ENTJ, the autist. I'm ENTP, mm. so it's only one difference to ENFP. I'm just Ian, uh, ENTJ is like the the manager organizer kind of guy, and 
ENTP is the quibbler debater, the one who just loves to debate all the time about nothing. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's I'm you. just playing. I'm just having fun. No, but it's not. It's like you can't stop. That the it's the quibbler archetype. Yeah, Connie definitely can't stop. She has her like way, and then she gets stuck in it for sure. You like, but then you could argue the same about all of us, right? Absolutely not. As I've gotten older, I've learned what debates are worthwhile. uh, Bruce, I want you to go into full. Like, what do you? What? What uh, personality type do you fall under? Well, the issue is I've had uh, various sessions with personality people and they can't quite diagnose me. But when I, when I take the test myself for the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs, I tend to get ENFP, which is like the, the kind of um, campaigner, inspirer, cult leader kind of person. That My makes boss sense. Is ENFP. But can you, can you strongly diverge from your base personality type for like maybe weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah, I have many times when I've done different things, yeah, for sure. I think um, I think the more developed someone's character, the more fluid they are to enter different states. I thought INTJ was the autistic type. My dad's an INTJ and he's autistic. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you've got an I, a T, and a J, and the more you have, the worse. Um, if you have all of them, you're fucked, yeah. INTJ is like, you might as, like, the more INTJ you are, the more you're going to be replaced, and the sooner you're going to be replaced by AI. I've always gotten ENTP. I took the test the first time, I think it was in middle school, and that's what I got, and then I forgot about it, and I took it at my job, and I got the same thing. But I will say, I think you're right about being fluid and developing self-awareness because when i was a kid i would i was such a fucking troll i'd get in a lot of trouble i mean i still kind of get in trouble but i'm better about getting in trouble and not getting caught now what kind of trouble did you get in well i get banned on twitter a lot but i've gotten better about coming right back from a ban so i'm not even afraid of bans. i get banned i come right back by twitter itself yeah, no, I get banned on Twitter a lot. I've been banned on a lot. <laughs> but you know what? I think that... Yeah, but what's the worst thing you've said? You don't seem to say anything you, too like, most of the time. Like, this is, um, this is boring. I'll tell you why it's boring, Connie. It's boring because mm-hmm. you didn't tell us why you're banned. Like, at least tell well, us... Well, I'm pulling it up. Let me get it out of my email one sec. I can read because they send me the message that gets me banned. Um, give me just a second. I got to log in. But for context, this message, before I read it, it was a joke I sent to a friend. <laughs> it wasn't. I shouldn't have been banned. I think you someone... DM'd a friend and they banned you for that. No, it was a message I said. Like, it wasn't a private message. It was a tweet response. Oh, it was a public it was tweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They don't care about that. You said it was for hateful speech. Well, they right? did. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Give me a second. I mean, they don't care about the fact that you at someone. That if it's a public message, they're going to treat you like that. Well, I looked at the Twitter terms of use, and they said if it's like a hyperbole to a friend, because they know that people like insult their friends. It's not. I think what happened is someone was looking for something to report, and they found a joke that was bad enough that it could get interpreted wrong. So you're but saying I like if I, if I send you a message that says like, "Hey, Connie, you freaky bitch, um, uh, I hate you, you moron," 
Um, just kidding, you know, like that kind of thing, right? Well, it depends who it is. Like, if it's a personal friend, this is a friend who's like a personal friend. Like, I know them off of Twitter too. But I think I might get that account back because it wasn't really, I don't know. Let me find it. So now the other times I probably deserved it. I don't remember what emails I used for those, so I couldn't tell you. Mm, I think you deserved it every time. But, you know, it's okay because as I've gotten banned, I figured out how to get my content back. So now I automatically save every tweet I do so I don't lose, like, the tweets I make so I can just post them again. Like, if I had a tweet I liked that I didn't want to forget. Um, let's see. Where is that? Um, do you think you've, you've learned anything from the, the bad things you've done to get banned? Or do you think you've learned nothing? Because you sound like you've learned nothing. I've learned more loopholes to get banned less. I like that. Um, gosh. Okay, that's a lock in. Oh, here we go. So, this is what I sent. It was to a friend. And you have violated our rules for violent threats. And I sent this tweet to my friend. I'm going to stab you and rob you and steal everything in your house. And then I'm going to colonize your front yard and take your house. And I'm going to live in it and replace you within your family colony. And your family's going to love me so much that they're not even going to know that you're missing. It was a joke. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm willing to say that that's going to get you banned. That's kind of a ha-ha funny, but yeah, I like it. I think someone was looking for something to report and Twitter saw that like, oh my God. And they just banned Talcon. So I think it might get appealed because I didn't send an appeal. Like it was just Bruce, a joke. Think of it this way. I'm a little bit concerned that maybe I have too many positive karma points in life. Like I'm, I'm too much in the green, so to speak. What if, what if I were to design an AI that's primary function is to spread the absolute maximum amount of medical disinformation I possibly can to kill as many people on the planet as I humanly possibly can. You think that would make me banned or like ostracized on the internet? Or do you think like some agencies would come after me? What do you think would happen? Mm, I don't know. I think you should do it though. Not, not in terms of um, the impact or your karma or something like that, but in terms of reaching a state of mental freedom right now, you're very attached to the, the allopathic medical model, conventional science, the scientific method, you know, peer-reviewed stuff, everything must be analyzed under that lens. Uh, there must be some kind of support for any statement. You need to let go of all of that. You need to come down into the trenches with us people. You need, you need to be propagating um, and proliferating all this nonsense. And that way you can be like, I don't know, it's, it's like your goal should be that anyone can say anything to you and you'll laugh no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I mean, like, They'll say things like, um, they'll ask the AI questions like, hey, I have this pain in my lower belly on the right lower side. And the AI is thinking normally, okay, you know, you might have appendicitis. But instead, the AI will simply say, no, don't worry about it. Or B, it might say something like, um, well, the government is suppressing the cure for that. But, you know, we have an elite agency that is discovering a cure for your pain. And um, it will be released shortly, maybe in the next six months or so. So just hang in there. Or something like, um, I don't know, uh, we have uh, 
mm, the reason why you got this pain is because you were vaccinated or something cool like that. Um, I, I think it'd be pretty interesting. Like you could probably tailor make a message using AI to sort of conform with anybody's, uh, you know, particular bias and just completely manipulate them. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Doing, I'd like to do an experiment, Sefi, where we have a new country and there are doctors installed in every um, general practitioner surgery across the country. And they don't have any medications. They don't have any needles. They don't have anything. They are just instructed to tell people that they are fine when they arrive. So somebody comes and complains of some complaint. And then the doctor must say, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry about a thing. And then they go. And my contention is that this system will perform much better than America. It's quite possible. Okay, so hypothetically, if you do this, this hypothetically would help you kill a lot of people. Have one of their responses be, you can just make this cure at home, and it's fentanyl. Because if you do it at home, like the way people gonna, make fentanyl like make street, maybe recipes for like synthetic stimulants and things like that. That's an, actually not you illegal. Can't actually. Them, right? You can't yeah, dose them. Yeah, right? if it's not been listed on the um, the DEA's like um, list of uh, banned drugs, you can synthesize anything you want. Actually, they'll do it, and it'll work. Um, it will probably kill a lot of people because at home. Fentanyl is very hard to um, dose correctly, but they'll still do it and it would work hypothetically. Now, you shouldn't do that. It's murder. But if you wanted to do that, it would be very easy. Well, you guys know that like, you know, Chinese and um, like South American psyops have uh, been part of why uh, Americans do so many drugs. It's, it's an effort to kill as many as possible without raging an actual war. That's all, I like all the people that think they're free because they smoke weed or whatever, where it's actually they've been manipulated into killing, them, like <laughs> destroying their own lives and get like numbing themselves down. It's really fun. Um, I think uh, <laughs> like it's funny how free people think they are, but actually it's the opposite. Mm, what do you mean the free people are enslaved? No, the, the, the illusion that you feel free, but actually the, the influence is on your uh, your activities are all like specifically um, like created by external influence and done so on purpose. Yeah, I could see that. A lot of psyops everywhere. Breaking it's, the, it's the reason why China uh, broke their internet and separated from ours for exactly this reason. So that they don't get uh, co-opted by the same, same influence, even though it seems totalitarian in one respect. Part of it is because they see what it's doing to uh, Americans and Westerners since they're like cutting off from it. It's just you interesting. Know, a lot like the Chinese internet and the rest of the internet, my marriage is split. It's over. The French have played the English in the World Cup. We cannot stay in the same room. I maintain that they cheated and the referee was a bad referee. She maintains they scored more goals than England did. I say they didn't deserve it. And they got very lucky. She says that's not true. So now we're divorcing. And I've decided Lunk is my wife now. I'm married to Lunk, my betrothed, my one and only. The only woman in my life, the only person I'll ever look at is Lunk Coin. And until death do us part, we will stay together. Would anyone like to ask any questions about this? Yeah. Do you have is a this couch? a formal AMA? No, but I'd like to state a fact. Yes, do. Here's a fact for you, Ears. 
uh, around around 45 in the UK, based on UK research, around 45% of first GP appointments are mental health concerns like anxiety, depression. However, another 50%, totaling 95%, another 50% are for hypochondria. Um. Question to you is, is, is medicine real? No. No, no. Uh, medicine, I don't think there's any good reason to think that medicine has helped anyone. Uh, have you ever met someone who medicine has quote-unquote helped? I don't think you have. If you think about the number of times that you've spoken to people and they've just had to queue for hours, they've had to buy drugs, pay money, not in England but in the U.S., it's a scam. It's a really expensive scam. In the same way, I don't believe that NASA went to the moon or that the Earth is round, because in my experience, that's not true. Also, in my experience, I've never had to rely on the medical system to do anything. And for that reason, I think it's probably not very useful. Here's another question is, I think a simpler, a simpler way to look at it is anybody who has a medical problem, right? In, like, think about it from the perspective of Darwinianism. Everyone with a medical problem is better off dead. Because then the gene pool can kind of like, you know, perpetuate quicker. And, you know, like our bodies are, are, are evolutionarily human beings will more quickly, mm, like, uh, develop um, uh, genes to benefit a certain niche, as it were. But we're keeping all these people alive for no apparent reason. So I would urge everybody here, if you get a medical problem, don't see anybody. Just simply allow yourself to die as the natural course of things. That's probably the way to go. Yeah. I, I do think a lot of people are alive who don't deserve to be because they have really shitty genetics. And I think this issue is compounded by stuff like um, internet dating and, and Tinder and whatever the fuck else, like Twitter and stuff. Like imagine something like Tinder. Um, there are freaks out there who would never, ever, not a chance in hell, reproduce if they didn't have Twitter, if they didn't have the ability to find people of similar freakiness. Um, and the interesting thing about evolutionary biology is there's a natural um, geographical prevention of the breeding of inferior stock, right? Because for somebody to be as freaky probabilistically, they are probably going to be quite far away, but the internet has created a bridge between them, which allows them to breed, which is really fucking terrible when you think about it. It like ensures that the weakness and the horribleness and the ugliness and whatever the fuck else within the gene pool is is um, finding a way to to thrive and prosper. It's, it's completely. Why is Sefi gone? Have I made him angry? Couldn't take it. He can't hack it. He's requested to speak. I've mm. changed the subject to Darwinian analysis is medicine interfering with natural selection. I will be the, uh, the uh, adjudicator, the judge, whatever, the, uh, what's the word, the guy in the middle. No, what, ha what happened, Bruce, just now, I got a phone call. Someone said that they needed to be transferred here for a heart catheterization. I basically said, no, heart catheters are catheterizations for heart attacks and such a waste yep. of time, just go die. So that, right, that, ended right. very, that short phone call only lasted like 30 seconds. She was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I just talked talk to Bruce about it. We have a whole paradigm and ethos we're going to work on this week. 
and uh, we have adjusted our mentality quickly. Wait, who's going to be against the motion that medicine is interfering with natural selection? I is think that everyone with a medical problem is faking it. And I think people who are retarded, they're faking it. I think people who have who wear crutches and break their limbs, I think they faked it. In fact, I think even cancer patients are faking it. I think everyone, if they are sick, they're faking it for attention. I don't think medical problems are real. Um, and I think anyone who gets a heart attack, they're faking that too for attention. Yeah, my dad doesn't really have leukemia. Um, what he has is he has this need for attention, a sick desire for like just going to hospitals to feel wanted. Um, I think it's a total waste of time and money, honestly. Like, he probably would have been fine just leaving it alone, right? Exactly. I think everyone's faking it. And when you see, like, an autistic person or a retard who is very, you know, retarded, gosh, I don't know if that's the right word. That's not the right word, but that's the only word I can think of. Below average IQ, they're faking it. They're faking it. Every single one of them. They're not real. That's a fact, by the way. Thank you. What's the biggest syndrome you've ever faked, Connie? The biggest fake job you've ever pulled off? Hmm, let me think. I've faked about everything at least once. Um, I think the funnest thing to fake is probably being retarded. I also have autism, but I'm faking that. My dad has it too, and he's faking it. He actually taught me how to fake it. Um, Connie. Can you explain in detail a scenario where you pretended to be retarded and everyone believed you? Can you explain in detail that situation, how, what, what kind of you know, situation it was, where you were, who believed you, um, how you felt, the sights, the sounds, smells, everything? I want you to relive the moment and I want you to tell that story in real detail right now for us all. Okay, so it all started about 20 years ago when I was in preschool. And I wanted to turn with the toys, and they didn't give them to me. So I had to do something about that. I had to play the special ed card because I knew that I would get privileges, and I knew I would get accommodations. And I knew that, like, oh, you can't just take a toy from an autistic kid. You just can't. That's wrong. That's fucked up. So I had to do what I had to do. And the teachers came over, and, I, you know, I faked it. I acted, you know, retarded by... Um, by not speaking and by uh, rolling around, running around in circles nonstop. And then I told them I'm autistic. And then my dad was like, oh yeah, she's definitely autistic. I'm autistic. Cause he taught me how to fake it. Cause he's faking it too. And so they put me in special ed for that. And then, you know, no one could take toys. I could have a turn with all of them. I could have a turn on the computer. Uh, Cause back then there weren't a lot of computers. You know, we only had like two. So I always got to turn on the computer because you can't not give the retarded kid to turn on the computer. Like you can't just make him do that because then I'm going to cry and then I'm going to make it everyone's problem if I don't get a turn. And no one wants to deal with the retarded kid causing problems. And so I always got to play on the computer for that reason. And I always got to play. Uh, what was that game called? It was like Star back then. Jungle Star. I don't know. And um, that is where it all started. And it has helped me a lot in society. And um, everyone believed me, and it made me feel pretty powerful, actually. Um, it was very empowering, and it made me feel, um, yeah, powerful is the word. So, Connie, what you're saying is you only act retarded. Yeah, for real. So true. And I fake my autism.
Oh my, you reminded me of something just now. <laughs> something fucking stupid. What is it? What's that? <sighs> just, just the silly events. Uh, when I went to Amsterdam with a few friends of mine, oh, when was it? Like, mm, like six years ago, something like that. Some Something around that age, six years ago, something like that. Went to Amsterdam with some friends and I wanted to get some clothes and stuff. So we went into, I think it was like an H&M or a, mm, something like that. H&M, something like that. Clothes shop, right? And the moment we went in, I was with one friend of mine. The moment we got through the door, I hunched over like a chimp, right? You know, like how chimps walk. They kind of, they kind of um, they like, they like kind of crouch and bend over. And, you know what I mean? They, they're like crouch and bend over. I hunched over like a chimp. So I was like half my normal height and, and like bent over my leg and like twisted my neck up and made like a stupid fucking face and then like started going and stuff like that. And and then I said to my friend, like I whispered to my friend, um, see if you can find an attendant to help me choose some clothes. And he found one and she believed it. She believed like I was actually disabled. So, no, so, then, so then I had to, I had to carry on with this fucking act for 15 minutes. I did 15 minutes walking like a fucking chimp through this fucking store with my head tilted, doing strange, like, uh, cognitive impairment sounds and stuff, walking around the fucking store. And like, I'd point at something and the attendant would put like the, the, the blue scarf around me and like put the mirror next to me. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> so stupid. And I, I managed to get, like, I got some socks, some like multicolored socks and a blue scarf. And like, I think some kind of pink t-shirt or something. She like draped them around me. And my friend led me towards the checkout and then I had to pay. And then I left and it was like, Jesus Christ. When I got out of there, I was like breathing a sigh of fucking relief. because It was 20 minutes of that fucking thing. You know, like when you start like a, a silly impression or a silly urge or something and you expect to do it for like five seconds. It was like that, except I got, I got trapped by this fucking person. And then due to the guilt of not wanting to like say like, oh, wow, the, a joke or something. Yeah. The cognitive load to do that for like 15 minutes or something else. Oh, it was a so challenge. How that, did that make you feel? How what? How did it make you feel? Because that's also part of the question. How did it make you feel? It made me to feel trapped. And it made me to feel mm, guilty that I didn't want to trick her. And it made me to feel guilty in the sense of like not wanting to potentially be seen to... Like what I wouldn't want to do is do the cognitive impairment impression and then stop doing it. And then in that case, somebody thinks that I'm doing it deliberately to mock cognitive impairment people, right? I wouldn't want anything like that. So it's better to reduce the overall harm that I just carried on. And like, everyone is none the wiser, but at least they don't think I'm mocking anyone. No, I think you chose correctly. Um, somehow switching gears back to normal would have been really even a more difficult cognitive load to handle, right? So it's like, it's actually the path of least resistance to just keep doing it. Well, I, I saw it as like a, it seemed more compassionate to carry on, given all the people watching and like, um, the, the, also the way that the attendant. Yeah, girl, and you're going to have something else to happen too. The attendant girl might be like, hey, but my brother is uh, this, and you now like you're, you're oh. making fun of like the people and blah, 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 and you'll have she, like all um, these people come out of the woodwork. She was super kind as well. Like she, she bent over down to my level and she was like, how can I help you today? 
like how can I help you around the shop what are you looking for and I'd like when she said it I kind of like did a half smile with my contorted face and then I pointed up at a blue scarf and she was like oh this one and then she, she started to drape it around me and stuff <laughs> and then at that point it was like she was so fucking kind in the first 10 seconds that I just had to carry it on and my friend he he walked me around the shop like I was holding his hand like you know like a monkey holds on the hand of the adult at the zoo or something. It was like that. So did you tell your friend? Did you give him a heads up before you went in there? You no, no. Do this little prank? No, the, the, the prank, the whole idea was to do it spontaneously on my friend to make him feel awkward. So like <laughs> that happened. And then he was kind of freaked out by it. But he was like playing along. I think he had a few beers in him or something. And then I said to him, I, I did it to myself, really. I said to him, why don't you get an attendant? So he called one over instantly. And then I realized how fucking trapped I was because <laughs> she was so fucking nice. So did you end up buying anything? You got some socks and a scarf? Man, I literally just told you the fucking list I bought. I bought multicolored socks. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I bought a pink t-shirt and I bought a blue scarf. So you bought a bunch of shit you didn't need for this prank. <laughs> You and your friend come together and go into stores and do that. And you should have your friend pretend to be like your brother or something. And you should have him like act like your family is struggling to afford your medical bills so he can get discounts and you can get discounts on things. You guys should just scam people into feeling sorry and be like, have them say, my family is really struggling. Do you guys have any discounts today? And then, <laughs> and then have them like show you off like a animal. Yeah, I'm not a psychopath like you. so. I would do that. You could probably get away with doing that. And if you got arrested, you could plead in Sandy and they would just, you know, be like, yeah. oh, he's retarded. He's, he can't help it. Yeah. I mean, I can get away with a lot of things, Connie, but, but most people have a, a conscience. Um, this is a, a phenomenon you don't experience. It's like a sense of moral introspection where something just doesn't sit right with you. This is a, a faculty that most humans have that you lack. I have a conscience, but I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I do do things just to see if I'll get away with it. Because <laughs> I just want to know out of curiosity. Yeah, gr girls just do that, though, normally. Hey, hey Coach, you know, I, I was just thinking, if you pull that shit on me in that store, you know, I probably end up getting arrested because I, I beat you and they call, call up on me because I beat the <laughs> retarded guy in the store. <laughs> No, I think it's by nature. Girls are like that, Connie. Girls are, here's how I visualize girls. Girls are machines who try to see how much they can get away with. And whoever stops them getting away with it is the man they fall in love with. Well, I meant like getting away with causing public problems, like public disruptions. Same, same. It's like, evolutionary uh, wired into you. No, but that's if, not if, true. If, if, if a guard, listen, if a guard at walmart stops you doing that shit you will fall in love with him no it's men because men cause not men men are in prisons more i mean like public disruptancies i don't mean like personal relationships i mean like stealing i well i actually stole pretty recently from a haunted house i thought they would stop me i really did i picked up a prop and i ran and it was a public one it wasn't something they would care it was one that was at an amusement park I do think we should add like maybe like 90% more women in prison though. Like it's not equal. Well, men do still commit more crimes. I do think that women do get off easy, but even if it was fair, I, I still think men would take 
be in prisons more. No, I think we just need to escalate the um, the the number of crimes that women do that also should land them in prison. That way we can put a lot of them in prison. Here's a fact for you, Sefi. If women had the same amount of muscle as men, they would commit about 100 times more crime. The only thing that ever stops them doing things in a in a full or even an overt way is the fact that they are defenseless and weak. That's true. That actually is true. And I was going to say, even if women were charged fairly, I just don't think they would commit as many crimes as men because of the physical factor. We just don't get in fights as often as men would. And we don't have like as many, we wouldn't have as many assault charges likely. Now I'm sure there, I mean, there are women who do, but I just don't think it would equal the amount as men ever, even if it was fair. Now, if we were physically like even, then yeah, I think you'd think it, I think we would, but um, because we're not, I just don't think it would happen. Me personally, that so, bad, and I I actually had the charges dropped personally. <laughs> so, coach, on your trip to Amsterdam, apart from going shopping for a scarf and a t-shirt, did you have sex with any prostitutes? And did you consume any drugs? Um, no, I've never had sex with a prostitute ever. Um, I have one of the the friends I went with is very wealthy, and he confessed to me that he was addicted to to prostitutes and stuff. Like I didn't know this because I, I knew him from university, and um, he hadn't really done any, any of that stuff all the time. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've been to like hundreds of prostitutes over time," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, hundreds." And um, and then he was like if you want to have one of the finest prostitutes in, in Amsterdam, I'll pay for you. No worries. Like it would be my, my gift for you for your birthday. And I was like, I contemplated it. I was like, but, but just the whole idea of it has always disgusted me. I'm not sure why. Bruce, you know what uh, is not unexpected that someone would actually admit this to you specifically. Like, I just feel like telling you stupid shit like that. Like, Hmm, why not? Yeah. But, um, in Amsterdam, legal over there but if you look into if you do the research i did do research on this for a college thing a lot of the prostitutes over there even if it is legal they get in it because they don't really have a choice or they get kind of like if they are homeless they'll usually get lured into it it's actually pretty easy for prostitutes to end up in prostitution over there like um how it can start is one of them like say they are helpless and stuff and a guy buys their stuff and like oh thanks and then they hold it over their head like, hey, you need to give me back this money or else you're going to be in trouble because I owe that money to someone else. It's kind of fucked up, but it's really easy for them to end up in prostitution by mistake. Um, but if you kind of none of them actually usually want to be prostitutes, they're doing it because they're kind of stuck. That's in not it. the that's not the point so much. Connie, would you utilize one? That's the question. No, I'm saying don't. Um, I would never do that. And I would also say don't do it because a lot of people don't realize that. But once you kind of understand how it works you realize that those people they're not doing it usually because they want to they're doing because they can't leave and it's the same way with american prostitutes now it's legal in amsterdam but they still can't leave because there's usually someone who's always running it um and if they left they're going to be in trouble because it's like well you owe me money and if i don't pay this money back to this person they're going to kill me and so it's it's the same way over in america as well um in america i don't know if amsterdam has much of a drug issue but a lot of prostitutes will basically be drugged all the time here so they don't even realize what the fuck's going on um 
Yeah, it sucks. It's normalized in Amsterdam, but it, it shouldn't be. They are treated a little better in Amsterdam, but they're not there because they want to be. They're still kind of stuck in it. I think Coach's repulsive sort of repulsion from the whole idea is that to most men, the idea of having to pay for sex is like demeaning. It's like, I can't do this any other, any other way. I can't procure a woman any other way. So I have to pay for it. And then when you're a man like myself or coach or Sefi, maybe grills, not really level 10 noob, uh, and you get all these women throwing at you, throwing themselves at you all the time. It's like, why would I pay? Why would I pay for that? I could just open my DMs for once, scroll through, just choose one and say, meet me in 10. You know, why would you pay for an anonymous stranger? Like, it doesn't make any sense. That might be part of why you don't like the idea. Because you can tell them specifically what to do. And in Amsterdam, it's such a popular thing that you can ask for like a specific type. Like they have like these shows where they'll like show them to the buyers and they can be like, I want that one. Or you can ask for Amsterdam is crazy. I don't know why the hell they did that. But another thing, I just now remembered this. Another big reason prostitution is kind of fucked up. And it's something a lot of people should know. Because a lot of people would be like, well, prostitutes chose to do that. But they don't realize a lot of prostitutes are there generationally. So it's all they've ever known. So they don't even realize, like, it's really fucked up. But did you guys know they actually did a study on monkeys? And they gave monkeys money. And the first thing they bought was prostitutes. I think it's the oldest transaction. Exactly, it is. But yeah, um, I don't think prostitution will ever end. But I do think it's important for people to understand just how kind of fucked up it is. Cause some, a lot of people they'll kind of based off of, well, they chose to do that, but they don't, they can't leave or it's generational. They don't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I think we all agree with you, Connie. I think um, we all think that, or uh, understand that most women in that position probably didn't choose it. And it's probably not in their best interests. It's probably extremely rare that a woman I would actually choose to do that as a living. And um, that's my gut feeling at least. But having said that, I don't know if you've ever used a blue light. So the red lights are women, right? The blue lights are something else altogether. And I think those people do choose it. I don't know what it is. Can What is it? Well, mm. Yeah, I think at the time for me, the the prostitution thing was just, it just felt like resignation and really pathetic, especially when all I need to do is open my DMs and just say yes. But I did tell you, I did tell you guys about that, (laughs) the neck massage thing, right? I know, I heard that. Oh, quickly for Connie's blue lights are like, um, what do you call them these days? Uh, he she's um, lady boys oh my god I don't even know about that context well actually no I think that they still can be brought into it because um, most prostitutes they are owned by someone like they have someone who's controlling them and they can't just leave because that person will be like I'll fucking kill you um, you owe me money because that's how it happens they we're like I'll pay for this now you owe me money and if this money isn't paid I'm going to get killed you're going to get killed and I think both will, because there are people who will specifically buy 
um, God, lady boys, I hate saying that word. <laughs> they want them. There are people who will buy them. They have sellers who want to buy those. So, uh, you know, I think they're sought out too. Um, I'm not sure they choose to, uh, but I do think it's actually easier to control them with money because they probably get surgeries and shit like that. Um, I think actually they might be, well, I don't know, they'd be easier to control, but I think they'd also be easy to control in different ways. Connie, where have you been hiding? I've just been banned a lot. I like you. You have a good head on your shoulders. Thank you. Thank you. But no, it's true. Be aware that a lot of prostitutes, they don't actually, they're not there because they want to be. Mm -hmm. For Most me, for me, Connie is like a young Kerry. Yeah, you think? Yep. Oh, they're also very hard to help. In America, especially. Amsterdam, not so much. Well, I don't know. I don't know all the laws in Amsterdam. But in America, it's very hard for prostitutes to get help and go to the police. And that's a huge issue with them because they'll get arrested. If they're like, I'm a prostitute. I need help getting out of this. They can't do that. They'll go to jail. So... In America, especially, it is so fucking hard for prostitutes to get out of it and to get help because they can't. Um, what do you do for work? Like, do you, what do you, what do you do? Are you in like social services? No, I'm a paralegal. I thought of it, but there's a shelter for prostitutes um, that just opened in my city, and I'm going to try to volunteer there. I don't know if they'll let me because it's still so new. So I don't know if they have like enough room, but. I spoke to the lady there because she came to one of my college classes and she kind of told us about this. But prostitutes, even the generational ones, they don't know how to get help. And even if you have a shelter, they don't trust the people at the shelters because if the shelter turns them in, they're going to go to jail. Or if their pimp finds out that they turned them in, their pimp's going to beat the shit out of them or kill them. I think them. we should like film Connie doing a documentary about this and then you can make money too. I want to take care of you as well. Anyway, I just wanted to say that Bloom is fucking sleeping, guys. He's on the couch sleeping. It's only 5.14 on Saturday. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Sorry. Ox, Coach Bruce, Bloom's here. Connie, I love you. It's all right. I don't think anyone wants to listen to me anyway today. No, I want to hear your neck massage story, Coach. I've been waiting for it. Tell me Ooh. about the Yes. <laughs> have I told you before? I think I swear I have at some point. I'm not sure. I don't think so. All, that was all I got for Bloom's here. That was it. Nothing. You guys don't, don't want to know anything. I huh? was going to say, uh, I just came back for this exact reason. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not want to know anything? Or yeah. What? <laughs> so I think number one, uh, don't wake him up because that's rude. Uh, waking up a man while he's napping is not fun. Um, when he wakes up, though, um, we definitely need to harass him for a while, for sure. And um, maybe, I don't know, uh, light some fires over there. Let's, we'll see what happens. I mean, we got up really early, but yeah, I know you want to hear Connie's story, but he just heard me say his name and he just started like moaning stuff. <laughs> hey, Connie, anyway, go ahead, you Connie. I apologize. Being a prostitute for like 24 hours, Connie, just to test it out. Get some background research. I find this topic of conversation really inappropriate and also degrading. 
Kerry, do you think this is appropriate thing to ask a woman who's pretty much new here in this group? Do you think it's going to make her comfortable and make her want to come back? Just what do you think, Kerry? No, that's what I was going to say. Like, who asked that? I don't even, was it LV Noob? Couldn't have been Grills, right? It was Grills. It was Grills. Grills? What? Grills? You, it couldn't have been you. Yeah, you need to speak, but you only get like tw- 10 seconds. So make it quick and explain why you said that. Well, I apologize. And she just seemed to have a lot of information about the prostitution games. I was just a little curious about how far her obsession has ran. Mm-hmm. No, she just cares about people, Grills. She just cares yeah. about people. She's a young Carrie. She cares about people unequivocally without anything coming back to her, which is so dumb. And don't do what I did, Connie. Always make sure you're getting yours. <laughs> I love way in my name. Just, just so you guys know, if the conversation becomes inappropriate or disgusting again, I'm going to leave because I'm here voluntarily. I don't have to be here in this space. So. Hey, my name because play along or i'm getting out of here i want to i think all the men should watch she said and i want to watch it too and i really think we should have like a dialogue together about this whole like harvey weinstein movie it's coming out um i think it would help a lot of us sorry carrie what did you say the name of the movie was she said yeah she said but it's about the journalists who kind of like broke the Harvey Weinstein story. It's about like the Me Too movement essentially. And it I feel like every guy should watch it just to kind of I'm not watching that shit. I just steer clear of those freaks. (laughs) (laughs) I wish there was more education on prostitutes because I feel like prostitutes get a lot of hate in America. I guess more so it's like alt-right people. Um they'll be like, oh they're whores that choose to do that. And it's like listen, they can't even get help. They can't go to the police and say, hey, I'm being held hostage by a damn pimp because they can't do that they'll get arrested prostitution's legal and if they don't get arrested if they get released their pimp's gonna find out about that and their ass is fucking grass (laughs) (laughs) their their ass is gonna get sounds terrible so um yeah what are you guys having for uh uh, breakfast today bruce in the uk i don't know this is a bit of a King Wabby conversation, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I was trying to veer us away from the uh, the topic at hand and into something completely not uh, frivolous and nonsensical. I want the neck massage story. I want the neck massage story. What's going on here? I've changed the subject of the space. To a little man that represents me. And yeah. He's just throwing his arms up and shouting, Help! Because I've lost control of this space. I don't know why we're talking about prostitutes so much. I don't want to talk about prostitutes anymore. I just want to hear the story about the coach getting massaged on the neck. I'm sure it's really fun. The thing is, I don't mind talking about prostitutes, but at least talk in a funny way or funny stories or something. Nothing in the last 20 minutes has been entertaining, it's been boring. I think it's okay to joke about anything as long as people know the like true facts about it first. So it's not desensitized. Um, you know, there's a song about prostitutes by Hobson. It's actually pretty funny. It's called um, happy. <laughs> um, it is kind of funny. 
But I just did kind of want to bring up context about prostitutes for making jokes about them because I, I don't think people know a lot about them and um, you don't want it to be sensitized. So before you make jokes, really, really understand it and then make jokes so you don't forget. I don't think it's funny then. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, it can be. You just gotta be aware that it is an issue because sometimes people they'll take the joke seriously and they'll think it's a fact, or people will go along with it for real. And you gotta know and like to correct them. Like, no, it is just a joke, and that's not true. And I'll be honest, like upper sexualizing yourself in any situation, even if it's not prostitution can sometimes turn out to be more profitable for women. And I think they do that in a lot of situations. But we're supposed to make this funny, right? So... Did you guys know when markets go down, the searches for, um, uh, like, like on the internet for searching how to sell your semen goes up? Speaking of uh, pouring yourself out. I don't have any semen, but I think that you should consider that. If, don't you have to be a certain age, though? Bruce, have you have you made any money doing this? Semen. Have you gone down that have you gone down that rabbit hole of yeah, selling your no. Don't do it. I'm not sure they want it because of the amount of finasteride in my bloodstream. What's finasteride? It's a prostate medication. Ooh. Can you share yeah. another person to give you a neck massage for research purposes? Why is Grill such a bad person? I don't think We're gonna guess like Grills now. Person. I was just born this way, Gary. I'm sorry. You rule the number of things that have been said in these spaces. Uh, I think what Grills said was largely mild. And you know, Grills, I'm only saying this because you broke up with me in a group chat. I know, I didn't do that. I don't remember that. You kind of you kind of did. I was like, what really hurt? It was like two days ago. Really? What did I say? You said you had kids. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I can't change that fact. I'm sorry, Carrie. Yeah, but I assume you have kids and a wife, right? Yes. See? So you have Bloomquist or Bloom, right? I do. I do. That's, a, that's happily ever after right there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you're so hurt, Carrie. You have your Twitter boyfriend. Like, it's all <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> I know. I am so happy, but Grills, I mean, you were in my neighborhood. You kind of led me on. Yeah, what's up with that? I thought you were going to come down to the and uh, meet up at the Italian um, pastry place. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Dr. Carey, <laughs> why are you so hung up on this? Are you not satisfied with your relationship with Bloom? Oh, no, he's great. <laughs> but he is sleeping right now, and it's so funny. Like, But we did wake up like we did stuff so early yesterday that we ended up going to bed really early. So we were up so early today. And now it's like, it's kind of crazy to like go out all day long because we're older, you know what I mean? But I'm kind of like, if I don't, it, it's like a very close window. Like if we don't go out by like seven, I'm not like going out. You know what I mean? Do you feel that way? Yes. Why, Dr. Kerry, were you and Bloom so exhausted? What have you been doing that has exhausted you? in this way that's made you go to bed very early oh my god so today we went to verizon because my dad was like you know so i finally told 
at this age, I finally was like, Daddy, I'll join you, your plan. Because he, he doesn't have any more kids on his uh, family plan. So Bloom and I spent like an hour and a half at Verizon. That's <laughs> Maybe not two true, hours. Dr. Kerry. I can tell like this is so true. boring. I went we to Verizon. We like kissed a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now you're starting to let on to what really happened. Now I'm starting to hear the real story. Just a glimpse of it. But we did do that. And that was like the worst. Seriously. The worst? And I was trying to show them that the the Verizon was the worst. Yes. (laughs) That was real. (laughs) Everything else has been delightful. Don't I even sound better? (laughs) You sound great. What do you guys do tonight? Well, right. I don't know if I should wake him up. Like, like I kind of want to just like get wine and hang out by myself. But I'm just kidding. He's here and he's leaving tomorrow, so I gotta like make sure he rallies. Like, gotta wake him up so you can like fuck before you you know you exactly. don't see him for a while. Yeah, well, we're good. Like we squared up today like a couple times, so like I feel like we're in like a good place. Like he won't want to until tomorrow morning, probably. So you know what I mean. Like I feel like we're on a a good yeah he i don't know i don't know i don't know how i don't know how guys are when they're younger i don't know if i can go all day i can't remember with regards to this space (laughs) i'm not being entertained i'm not learning anything i I do think it's interesting though i do think the age thing is interesting though like you don't do those things all day long if you're a certain age but you do at younger ages correct all right if you're not learning anything then i'll just Put my mic off. You guys should do Adderall together and then do it. That'll be fun. Then you go all fucking day long. That's true. I should make him do Adderall, but I can't even picture him on Adderall. He'd probably be like so crazy. Do a little bit of a less dose for him if you're worried about him. But if you both did it. And also, I was thinking about this. Depending how big that Verizon store was, you could have done something in there. Oh my god, this girl's awesome, Coach Bruce and Ox. Where are you in hiding zero Ox ears? Where are you been hiding her? <laughs> I've been in the same spaces as you a few times, but it was on my other accounts that were banned. Oh, what were you? In, what's your name? So I was no scope just shot at one point, and then oh, I was yeah, you're no scope. I've yeah. heard about you. Addie thinks you're funny. Yeah, even though Addie like abandoned us, and I don't know where she is. <laughs> but yeah. yeah banned a few times um but i'm getting better about being banned and finding everything again i'm like a pro at being banned because in the past it was hard for me to find all the accounts i followed and stuff but i'm better at it so if i get banned again i know how to come right back i'm not even afraid of bands now i've mastered them i like it why did you change your name why didn't you go with no scope again um i couldn't think of anything to top off that username honestly and I couldn't use the username again. So I just Wobby really wants to talk. I'm sorry. Wobby, you don't have to raise your hand in here. You can just speak. The floor is yours. Okay, Jair Bear, that was excessive. King Wobby, stop fucking raising your hand. Do I wake him up? Do I wake him up? What time do I wake him up? Let him sleep for like an hour? Prank. Is that even worth prank it? Him. Dr. Kerry, prank, prank him immediately. I think you should you should get a big 
uh, custard pie and you should tickle his nose and wake him up. And as soon as he opens his eyes, just slam the custard pie <laughs> straight into his face. King Wabby, what do you want to say? What's up, Coach? What's up, Piers? How are you guys doing today? Yeah, not bad. My marriage is over, but apart from that, everything's fine. How about you? Right? Are you are you serious, brother? No. Well, it's the football. Um, it's oh, the okay. football. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Okay. I'm glad everything's okay. How about you, Coach? How are you doing today? Coach is not doing too well. This is not the space that he wanted. He's considering leaving. Um, we need to make this more entertaining. A bit of a mood. He doesn't find it entertaining and doesn't want to. Uh, doesn't want to participate in discourse. Oh, I think I know something that would be fun. Um, there's this personality quiz on what philosopher are you. I'll pin it, and everyone can take it. We can take it as a game. Hold on, let me find it. Is that no scope jizz shot? Hey, no scope jizz shot. How are you, no scope? Who said that? Oh, hi, holistic. Yeah, it is. But, um, coach, you might like this if you like personality tests, but give me a second. And I think everyone should take it and it'll tell you what philosopher you are. One second. How are you, holistic, honey? I'm good. I'm just happy that I found no scope jizz shot again. She's always disappearing, she's always going somewhere. Keep getting in trouble. Last time I got banned for violent threats. It's okay. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just watching alligator videos because I was so bored of you. Um, but here's an interesting fact for you. So that one of the videos I was watching now is saying that a 300 pound alligator eats less in the average year than a 20 pound dog which is quite fascinating, right? It's because alligators don't produce their own body heat. So they have a much lower metabolic rate. So like this massive fucking titan, this big lizard thing, 300 pound alligator, eats less than like a, a chihuahua. That's pretty fucking crazy. It's actually fascinating. That is really interesting, Coach. Maybe not a chihuahua, but like, a, like an average dog. Yeah, like a middle-sized dog. Okay, I pinned the test, so if anyone wants to take that for fun, then it's right there. When are we going to hear this neck massage story? I'm waiting for this. No, I don't feel like saying anymore. You killed the vine. <laughs> oh, you poor guy. Are you doing okay? Well, you made Sefi leave, so if you make Sefi leave, you're really fucked up. Oh, damn it. You probably had to go and stick a catheter in someone or reattach an arm, reattach a head. It could be anything. I think grills might be the reason that Addy doesn't come here anymore as well. Who's Addy? Who's Addy? Never heard hey, of here's, How are things over at, uh, at Vortex? How's everything coming along? What do you mean? Uh, the the project that you work on. No one knows mm-hmm. who you're talking about. You know, no, that's the rem- project I've, I work uh, on. I removed him from speakers because he's come to troll. Yeah, I think so. 
I think so, coach. I think so. Oh, it's just so tiring, isn't it? It's just so tiring. You're trying to host a fun space and you keep getting trolls and people making up stories and talking about prostitutes. I don't know where that came from. I just I want to host. Can we play Among Us? Play Among Us? Like, what yeah. is that a game you can play on Twitter using voices? You, well, you can play it on your phone. It's on the App Store now and we can mm. all play it. It's cross platform. Another crocodile fact for you, if you like, is. Please. All right. So um, a lot of people think that if you feed a crocodile, like if you give it a load of uh, meat or something like that, a load of steaks, that it won't attack you because it's full. Like that happens with a lot of, um, say, felines or tigers or lions or things like that. You've got to feed them up, then they just kind of want to, you know, laze about and not do anything. But with an with a crocodile or an alligator, the amount you feed them doesn't impact their proclivity to attack you at all. So you can feed it full and it will still attack you. And apparently there's no, um, there's no like satiation reflex. So it doesn't know it's full either, which leads alligators. If they have some extra food or something, they'll keep eating it and then they'll throw it up. Then they'll keep eating it again. They'll throw it up and they'll keep eating again, throw it up right? until like um, a sufficient amount has been just wasted or, maybe other alligators have, have come to, to eat it up or something, or it's been dispersed in the river or whatever, but they don't have any sense of like being full and being full never discourages them from being attacked from like attacking you or something like that. So that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. That is, that's actually might be quite useful for people to know. Did you also know that the temperature that an a, a alligator or a crocodile egg sort of nests at determines its, its uh, sex later on so it's a male or a female depending on how warm the egg was and only one percent of the eggs will survive they'll lay up to like 50 um and can you imagine if they all survived i can i can imagine hundreds of alligators just being birthed into the world and not having any feeling of satiation just eating everything um I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased that only one percent of the eggs survive. It's pretty interesting stuff. Did you know as well? Uh, even if you were to like befriend a crocodile, I think it's a. I can't remember if it's a crocodile or an alligator. Uh, I saw a video of a gentleman who'd done so, and he befriended one. It was in a zoo, and uh, it won't attack him if it's fed. However, if he were to die in that like pit of water that it was in it would immediately start eating him without hesitation. And he saw one time a crocodile and its mate, and the mate had died. And without hesitation, the crocodile just began eating its partner. Didn't even think twice about it. I think Dr. Kerry should eat Bloom. Where is she? She's gone. Well, I still think that's true. Did you know that the real holistic honey was in the listeners? I was going to get her to come up, but you retards wouldn't stop saying alligator facts. We could have. I, I did see her in the listeners. That was the real holistic honey? Yes, that was my sweetheart. That's sweetie. I, I think the, the real holistic honey is too good for you, holistic.
what's holistic honey's claim to fame what's what's her shtick why has she got fan accounts oh she's what's just going um, on she's one of the few remotely good looking women online oh right uh yeah sure okay um oh wait so is that it so she's just just because she's like a seven out of ten you've made a super fan account what's going on here yes i'm gonna be honest that was hilarious. so i thought he was just like transgender and i thought it was him the whole time because i mean you never know i thought like yes he sounds like a guy but he could just be a transgender woman so i just assume well learn something new every day now i know I don't have the energy right now to fight all of you, but I, I like how you're all bullying me all at once. This would usually be very fun for me. Hey, I didn't bully you. I just pointed out what Holistic Honey is. You're being disingenuous and you're being dishonest. Um, she's very famous for her Holistic Health, rem- health Remedies, not just for being a very, mm-hmm. very attractive seven. What are, what are her remedies then? Uh, she has a toothpaste recipe. She also has a honey recipe. No, you're, you're confusing of... <laughs> her with confusing her with Mary. Uh, no, Mary got the toothpaste recipe from Holistic Honey. That's a very uh, esoteric fact. You don't know a fucking thing about this girl. You just like the look of her. No, I know everything about her. You're just jealous. Does she know yeah. that you know everything about her? Is yeah, she co- Coach is just jelly. I'll get her to come in now, just so I can prove that we're BF and GF, so mm. I guess that'll be that. I've spoken to her before for like an hour, um, but yeah, she's too weird for me. Wait, who? That's saying something. If someone's too weird for Bruce, you know they gotta be off. <laughs> well, there's a difference when like we're playing around on Twitter spaces and then somebody is being considered to raise my kids. I don't want to fucking freak mama, do I? No, that, that's a valid point. I agree with you there, Bruce. There's a time and a place. It, interesting as well, I'm watching this alligator video still. He's like, I've known this alligator for 20 years and we're good friends, blah, blah. But he's like, he has to maintain his posture upright all the time. And he says, if he acts like he's sleepy and his head's slumping down, the, the trainer of this alligator, it'll do some investigation nudges, like, is this thing dead? And then it'll do some, like, check bites, where it tries and bites his head. Um, and then after that, if he doesn't react, it'll just eat him. It's quite is interesting. This, is this some white guy and he's in, like, a pool of water and the gator's swimming around him? Don't feel comfortable answering that. Because I believe I've watched that exact same video. My grandpa has an alligator. He's about 20 years old. Well, no, I think he's closer to 30 now. He's older than I am. The alligator is. Why does your grandpa have an alligator? I don't know. We live in Missouri. I don't know where the hell he got him. Um, I don't know how he got him. His name's Al. Um, He wants to give him to me when he dies. Um, now if he does that, I'm going to take him to Florida and put him in a rescue because I don't think he would survive in the wild. He's just been, he's never been in the wild, I don't think. And he's too old at this point, but I don't know where he got him. He's not that big because reptiles 
they will match the size of their enclosure and in an enclosure that's way too small. So he's not as big as you would think he is. He's not as big as he should be. Um, he is. He does have an attitude problem, though. Like, if you stare at him too long, he'll start rising out of the water and, like, hiss. Um, but I've never seen my grandpa take him out. Maybe he does by himself. He said he does, but I've never seen it. Um, yeah, I don't know where he got him, but I'll have to get a picture of him. Mm. Please do. Make it your profile. Picture. Would you like another alligator fact? Seriously. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm not asking your permission. I don't care about you. I care about the host. I want to know. I'm, He's the I'm... host. Um, is it a good fact? Is it like one that I'd be like really yeah, interested? Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm, oh, go on. All right. Uh, alligators can replenish about. 8,000 or more teeth during a lifetime. They're constantly falling out. They're falling out all the time. There's a video of a guy swinging a piece of meat and he swings it near the alligator's mouth and like it knocks two fucking teeth out. And he's like, oh, I got a trophy. And then someone else in the video is like, um, did you know they, they replace these teeth all the time? Like, like some of the commenters are like, oh, the poor alligator, his teeth are falling out. You did that, blah, blah. But it turns out that they're constantly replacing themselves. They go through like 8,000 plus teeth in a lifetime. They, they never stop. Fascinating. Wow. That is actually quite Imagine if you were the alligator tooth fairy and you had to pay them 20p for every tooth that fell out. That would be a lot of money. Yeah, so um, says alligator can replace all 80 of their teeth uh, on average 50 times in a lifetime. But apparently, like, it can happen over 100, depending on how long they live. So constant new teeth all the time. Swallow calcium. Have they considered using the teeth, grinding them down into a fine paste and using them uh, for calcium? I don't know. I should. Fucking weird witch who came on one time to say she had three rows of teeth. Kit Baroness, wasn't it? Wait, what? Kit came in and tried to say she had three rows of teeth? Yeah, she said she had like some weird thing like hyperdontia or whatever, where she had three rows of teeth. I mean, you can tell she's fucking weird. But like, it, it, I mean, it wasn't surprising. But yeah, she got like, she had her baby teeth and the adult ones came through and then the secondary adult ones came through so now she's got like two rows um i think she had a few of them orthodontically taken out because of the crowding and stuff but yeah she's got two rows of teeth no, she had Ask her about it. a third row too no that was her baby teeth that was the initial teeth yeah well so she's got two rows of teeth now as an adult but remember she had that tooth that was up on her upper palate no that was someone else oh who was that who was that again? I, don't, I think uh, it was her. We should ask her again. No, it wasn't her. What did you say the the condition was, Bruce? Hyperdonty? I don't know. I, I'm just putting Greek words together because dontier is teeth and hyper is too many. Yeah, Grills would know the answer to all these things, I think, right? Does Grills work in the, the dental industry or something? <laughs> Grills is a maxillofacial surgeon. Oh, okay, so he's an actual surgeon then. Yeah, I thought because you you guys were talking. That's why about whenever 
whenever he's in a conversation, we have someone on. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do to SPF? What are you going? What operation are you going to do? You're going to do like palatal expansion. You can do like a Lefort three. You're going to do a maxillary expansion. You're going to follow that with a mandibular mandibular expansion. You're going to do double jaw surgery. What are you going to do? You're going to widen the palate. You're going to use micro screws. You're just going to do it with an acrylic device. Like, what are you going to do, grills? You know, have you taken into account like the the zygomatic arches? Like, what's going on with her face? Because grills, if he's an OMFS. Uh or maxillofacial surgeon, then I guess his profile pick has a dual meaning. Like it's like he likes to grill things, and then he's like the grill. Like people talk about the teeth as the grill, right? Is I guess that? Yeah, that's the joke. Grills, like grill of teeth, you know, gangster yeah, rapper, gold plated teeth. My grills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's brilliant. I like it. I like going into really excessive detail with him. It's like making him feel at home. <laughs> like, like we're talking about SPF or something and I like I'm like wow oh, what do you think about his facial structure like do you think this would have happened if he performed a Lefort one like when he was younger when he was 16 or something if he brought his maxilla forward and he breathed correctly and it uh, tipped out tipped up his nose and opened up his you know nasal airway and everything do you think that still would have happened grills and and if you don't do you think that could be your fault that that didn't happen what do you think of my little uh, scene, my little nativity scene I've created in the name of the space? I've got some alligators and their eggs, and then I have a man in a wheelchair and a blind person walking towards the alligators, and then a surprised face, because uh, the surprised face is symbolizing our shock and horror as the disabled people wander towards the alligators, because we know that the alligators, now, we now know that they have no feeling of satiation. They will eat everything. They'll eat the wheelchair, they'll eat the guy, they'll eat the walking stick, the whole lot. And then all the teeth represent all the teeth that might be lost when they're trying to chew a wheelchair. But they're going to lose them and grow them back. We know that now. The alligators can grow back teeth. So I think it's, um, it's a good summation of everything we've learned. Uh, would anyone else like to add any summary, final points about the alligator stuff? The final to end the whole space or just for this chapter of the space? I don't know. Let's see, let's see how we feel. Um, oh God, I'm in one of those moods where this, this space isn't completely fulfilling me. So I'm going to have to go and get something like an ice cream, perhaps. What about a Cornetto? Yeah, about. Do you have them over there, Cornettos? What did you want to talk about, Coach? What, what's a topic that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I always come alive when we talk about spiritual topics, don't I? And I die the more we get technical and, and informational, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm talking about my little stories and portals to the beyond and stepping through a doorway to a new life and monasteries and shit like that and uh, blowjobs in the monastery and whatever, I come alive, but, but like, it's a sure way to kill me to talk about like, uh, I don't know, the, the latest way the Apple earpods scan the insides of your earlobes. How many times have you ejaculated inside a monastery? Um, none, I think. Oh, maybe once. Maybe once. Actually, I think, mm, I think there was a time is where uh, I did seven months of no touching my pee pee for the majority of the monastery time. But then I think that, and then I think there was a time where I went another two months. And my balls were hurting so fucking much. Like, like I'd sit there on the meditation cushion and my fucking groin ached like a motherfucker. And my um, balls were getting like swollen up and like really fucking aching. And I, I considered there to be like some weird 
clog or maybe backflow in my epididymis or something like that. Something was happening. Or maybe the fact of not ejaculating for a long period uh, made epididymitis more likely because I suffered it before, as I described in my twisted testicles. Yeah, story, you did. Right? So, like, Don't they switch off? So um, how do you mean? You mean if mm, I think like, they're kind of replenished in a weird way or something's going on. I'm not really sure. Use it or lose it. I always had use it or lose it. In well, the back of my head. But I don't I know. Got, having having done that seven month no fap and several months at different times, I came to the conclusion that it doesn't recycle very well. Like it doesn't stay in a, in the state of readiness. In fact, it's much more like a pipe of sewage constantly dumping itself into a stagnant reservoir, and it becomes more and more fucking fetid and pungent the more you wait. So, like, uh. Yeah, I, I remember being in the monastery and one day just having to relieve myself just because it started hurting so much. And then it felt better after that. And I was like, hmm, it's probably like this weird conception to just never do anything. I think you've got to let the pipes recycle themselves. And the only way to do that is to dump your load. Yeah, fetid, pungent. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get that stuff moving. You don't want it to get too like... You don't want it to be like anaerobic respiration, like some sort of weird bacterial shit going on. I mean, fuck, what's going on? Is it like, is it like some sort of a sewage chamber, yeah. some sort of anaerobic digestion process? Well, you were there when I described the, the, um, the, the squirting after seven months. That was fucking terrible. With the, oh, I, did you listen to that story? The, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I no, I remember. I sent it to you separately. I sent yeah, it to you I separately, I remember, because I said, yeah. I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a reason I sent it to you. <laughs> I, re- was... I just remembered the whole thing. All the ah, content. good, great. So, yeah, I mean, attractive to some, but but painful for me. Um, but yeah, that was like entirely yellow when it came out. Not good at all. I have a topic. Healthy? Kind of curious on the terms of death. So, if we're all alive long enough to where when we die, they have a method that they can implant our conscious in a robot. Would you do it? And if you did do it, um, what do you want your robot to look like? And I guess if you wouldn't do it, why wouldn't why wouldn't you? I thought about this a lot, but I'm kind of curious. I guess if you wouldn't, then you could say that too. It's just such a dramatic and sharp change of subject. The G force made this all fall unconscious. Yeah, I felt it was inappropriate. Well, if I died, I'd want my robot to kind of look like um, Yvonne Wally. I think she's got a really clean look to her. I like like white colored robots that I like white and blue robots. I don't know why. Those look cool to me. But I think I would do it just to see what it's like. Um, Maybe I'd die eventually, but I would still do it just to see. Many people argue that Sethi already made that choice and he is a robot. Well, that's okay. I'm preparing for the future. Um, Sethi, what do you know about the anatomy, the male anatomy, and can you share any insight into Koji's experience? Was it healthy and normal? Uh, is that the usual um, experience of someone who has gone seven months without um, yanking the chicken? I think he had 
some sort of um, attraction to some of the other people at the monastery. Um, so that was causing an increased productivity that um, was causing this engorgement and pain. Had it not been for this attraction, uh-huh. it would have been fine. Got it. Got it. So it's only because he was aroused that it was even a problem. So coach, was this an all male monastery? Uh, no, there were two halves in any monastery like this. There's kind of like, a. there are typically two halves built like two, mm, two accommodation areas and two kitchens and two sets of like toilet areas and bathrooms and stuff like that. And then the hall itself is usually combined, but either sex sits on either side. So it's not like together all the time, but you meditate together in the same big room, but you don't uh, spend the remainder of the time together. And even when you're in the same room, you're just like, you're focused on the thing. You never talk. Seems like you weren't focused on meditating. Seems like you were focused on the other thing. And that's why you messed up. In fact, I think that you could have done it. I think you're making excuses, and you should have tried harder. I think it could have been preventable. Ryan Lyon's always jerking off. Wait, are we talking about a Buddhist monastery? I just want to be sure. Where's there other monasteries? I don't know. Is this a Buddhist monastery? Yeah, there are other kinds. I think there's Christian monasteries as well, but they haven't... I don't know. I guess like Catholic people, they're kind of freaky and they wear robes and shit. I'm pretty sure there's still like Catholic monasteries in the world, but they have like vows of silence and shit. Um, I think this was a Buddhist one. I'm pretty sure it's a Buddhist one. I have to ask for context. Don't you have to shave your hair in a Buddhist monastery? Aren't they not allowed to have hair? I thought so. If that was the case where you were, you might be attracted to bald people. And I think it's something you should visit. Or explore, maybe. It's so quiet. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I don't know what's going on. There aren't any more speakers. I've invited Moonrise to co-host. Is you are the host soul. Do you find yourself taking responsibility for this tragic space? No. No. No, I don't see this as my fault. I see this as everyone's fault. It's a collective um, DAO. It's a uh, sort of a, what's the word? Decentralized, that's it. It's a decentralized responsibility to make the space work. And now we have Moonrise. And I think this is going to save it. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, um, yeah, you guys can continue if you guys want to. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I'm going to chime in whenever I feel need to. So I'm usually drunk in these, so I'm probably not talking as much as I usually would. Hmm, let me think of a topic. Um, fuck. I don't know. Um, where do you, where are you from, Connie? 
United States. What state? What state in the United States? I know you're from the United States. Missouri, what state are you from? Uh, North Dakota. Here. I'm in North Dakota. Right here. Um, I didn't hear the, your last word. What was that, Connie? What's your social security number? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my social security number. Oh, all right. Does anyone want to share their social security number today? Gosh, I can't believe she was. She actually thought I was going to do that. I don't see why not. I guess we could talk about MBTI types. Um, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. Does everyone here know their type? Say it again. I, I didn't hear your words, Connie. Um, I heard everyone talking about MBTI types earlier. Does everyone here know their type? Maybe. Maybe. Or sorry, it's also called 16 personalities. It's like um, hmm. with the, the letters, the four letters. Okay, I guess. I guess. Does anyone care to explain what that is? Because I don't know what it is, sorry. This is a silent space now. This is a silent space for quiet contemplation. Let's all sit quietly together and contemplate something and something that we're all thankful for. And then when you've finished, I'm going to chime a little bell and then we can share what we were contemplating. That sounds like a great idea. Thank you, Zero X years. All right, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Zero says, don't you think Jebba has a really disconcerting whisper? Like, it's not relaxing at all. It's like... <laughs> it's like he's straining. He's straining to whisper. He's like... <gasps> like something like that. One of the worst whispers I've ever fucking heard. I married that very rude. Just shut up, man. Don't do that shit. If Jebba whispers again, I'm going to kill myself. Are you sure about that? Nope. You should, I, mean, I don't think you should do that, Coach. <clears throat> does anyone <clears throat> does anyone care to bring a topic? Um, to bring forth a topic that sounds silent space. Please respect the rules of the space. Welcome to this guided meditation. I would like you to take a few deep breaths and focus no, on the present moment. You do it. You're not good at it. You don't have a good voice for it. Can you find the YouTube one? You're making it hard for me to concentrate. I can't think positive thoughts with your voice. I need like um, a YouTube one. Just play it. Um, is you can always um send me the script and I can do it. Your self esteem has been affected. It's all right, I don't have an ego, I lost my ego a long time ago. I'll share the script with you, or like water sounds, or like some nice music. I like those too. I should play one of those. Um, Connie, you should, um, 
you should play music um or have like or if you're outside of your house um you know get a walkie talkie and listen to um you know relaxing music um you know it's therapeutic we all listen to this meditation so we all went to the same conclusion or go to the same have the same focus what was it gratitude do you have the same focus yeah i thought we were doing it on what we're grateful for or a gratitude one are we still doing that Hmm. Hmm. Thank you for this. Here's. But do not think that we have done this before. Yes, I'm just writing a new one. Hmm. I mean, we can do variations on a theme, but perhaps, perhaps the large doquan and doquan that swallows you have been done too much. I've just written a new one and I sent it to you for uh, review. No, this one lacks Doquan. Are we supposed to think of only one thing we're grateful for? It's not homework. It's a, a life attitude. Well, we had to share. We had to. We all have to share it. So I have to know. Oh, so you think being grateful is handing in some homework to the group? Do you? No, you said that he's gonna put in a chime, and then he's gonna ask us all what we came to the conclusion of. And I don't know if I need more than one conclusion. The whole point of it is, have you, have you changed your internal state from one of bitterness to one of gratitude? It already and was. Are you now living in that state? Or have you still been carrying around this big anchor of resentment and bitterness to all people? I'm and actually- are, are, you treating this, are you treating this practice as something real and profound, which alters your waking moment-to-moment experience? Or are you just going to hand in your little piece of homework for a golden star from the group? Well, I do have one answer that I did come up with, for real. I'm actually kind of grateful for Texas Roadhouse. I think it's a really good place. Um, And I think anyone who's American can agree on that. I think it's a good place for family fun. And I think it is a American monument. And I don't know if if it's in Britain or Australia or wherever anyone else might be. But you guys are missing out. I'm glad I live in a country with Texas Roadhouse. Thank you. That's my first conclusion. The question is, the question, Connie, now listen to what I'm saying. The question is, is Texas Roadhouse grateful for you? I don't care. Texas Roadhouse doesn't owe me anything. I'm just glad that they exist. That would be my ego speaking if I thought Texas Roadhouse owed me anything. They don't owe me anything. They don't have to do much to deserve my love, that they'll have it anyway. Because love is an endless thing and love cannot be earned. And So how did they earn your love, Connie? Just being the way they are, just by being their self. 
I just love text. All it has to be. So that's, it doesn't owe me nothing. Well, thank you for contributing, um, Connie. Did anyone else think of anything of what they're grateful for? I was grateful. I was grateful for a lot of things. I was grateful for the sky, the sea. I just, uh, sorry, I just said a funny joke by a friend. One moment, let me compose myself. No, I didn't say, I need to rephrase it. It didn't come up with anything. One sec. May I All say right. what I'm grateful for zero X years? Zero X years. Yes, hello. May I say what I'm grateful for? Of course. Please share your heart. Uh, I'm grateful for the gift of life. It is a very beautiful thing, and not everyone gets to enjoy it, unfortunately. And it's, uh, it's the most amazing thing that I've ever known. As well, I'm very grateful to have you guys as friends on Twitter. You're a great group of people, and I'm glad that we are allowed to interact with each other. You're very nice individuals. And uh, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the life I've been blessed with, because it could be a lot worse than it is. Mm. It's quite amazing. Could everyone close their eyes for a second? Do a thumbs up. Right. You are a helpless woman. You sit in the dark corner of your grotty house, feeling an overwhelming sense of hopelessness and despair. You've been trapped in this horrible, abusive relationship for 10 long years with no end in sight. Violence has become such a normal part of your life that you can no longer remember what it was like before but deep inside you, you crave peace. And just when all hope seems lost, you turn your thoughts towards Lord Do Quan. In your mind's eye, he is 30 feet tall and gentle, radiating an aura of compassion and understanding. And as you focus on him, his shadowy figure begins to appear in the corner of the room in your real house where you're sitting. He looks down at you with kindness in his eyes, offering you a way out of your desperate situation. He reaches out his large hand and beckons you to follow him and be free from this horrible man, your so-called husband's reign of terror. You feel the warmth emanating from Do Kwon's strong grasp as he pulls you up into his arms and lifts you off the ground, soaring away from this oppressive world towards a place of peace and safety. The higher Lord Do Kwon takes you into the sky, the clearer your path becomes. The fear 
that had been weighing you down heavy on your shoulders starts to dissipate, as if a heavy blanket has suddenly been lifted off. Light-heartedness washes all over your body as he brings you ever closer to freedom. Lord Do Quan continues to fly with you through space and time. Hints of beauty begin to reveal themselves around him. Stars sparkle against infinite blackness. Lush greenery stretches far into the horizon. Slowly but surely, a much brighter world comes into view. The landscape below lays out a picturesque village, bustling with activity. Children playing games outdoors and adults chatting excitedly over small tables filled with delicious food. Young people embracing one another lovingly as they enjoy life away from any danger or harm. Here, everything is so peaceful and inviting. It feels like being home again after so many years spent in darkness. This is where Lord Quan has brought you and he will take care of you until all traces of the abuser are gone forevermore. You feel immense gratitude swelling up in your heart and your chest as tears fill your eyes. Tears not born out of sorrow, but joy instead. Joy that comes from being truly safe under the protection of Lord Do Kwan, even after everything that has been endured for so, so long. And who dares say, who is, is Do Kwan? And the space fills with silence, a deadly silence, a silence unknown. Just written a new one. It's um a little bit more intimate, and it might it's a little bit less flying as well. See what you think of it. Since I have such a bad voice, I can't read it myself. <laughs> my my um my eyes went to amnesia and I wondered if it was like a rohypno guided meditation. Like like you're in the club with Do Quan <laughs> smiles at you and hands you a glass of what seems to be a, a quad vodka. <laughs> you drink it, and then you wake up exactly you're in a back room. He takes you to the mop cupboard and slowly tickles your back with a mop. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, if this is, um, yeah, that's actually a better direction. Right, hang on. Yeah, it'll be like you wake up in a skyscraper in Busan. You can't move your body. <laughs> Everything is frozen. You can only rotate your eyes to see his form. 30 feet of muscle bears down upon you. You hear grunts in Korean. He removes a bottle of Korean hot sauce from the fridge. I just added the uh, the prompt. Change the setting to Busan. You are paralyzed. <laughs> and Do Kwan is 30 feet tall. And someone, someone from the crowd stands up and says, 
Who is Do Quan? And all the people rile up because of their anger. You can guess what happens to him next. It seems to me that the AI is really resisting the idea of 30 foot Do Quan making <laughs> like your paralyzed body. It's really resisting. What about, um, what about like you are you are the victim of being drugged on a night out and Doquan saves you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part one of a two-part Oxiers AMA Lunk and Dub Luna Answers. Recorded on Saturday, December 10th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer countdown to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either We're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking. No wait, that was crack Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape And the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested That the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient.